Podcast. Ian Crumpet's eating criminals, some bitch. <laughs> I knew that's how you'd start it with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they add this sooner? Oh, you you did add this. <laughs> this this was a thing almost two years ago. It was. Know? This just this is so much easier. I don't know if. I don't know if people missed that or if they've, you know, if they're, if they're happy it was gone, you know? Oh. Either way, I'm happy that it's back, you know? I'm yeah, happy I am. That we got our stupid soundboard back. Can you, it, can, can you see the soundboard on, are you on your iPhone? No. Oh, it's not on there. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, otherwise I would press some buttons. It would be funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can't see it. Um, but of course, we have to add in the Fast and Furious ones back. You know, since yeah, we did. Um, there's, there's not been a podcast since the second of May, apparently. Um, it's not that long ago. It's not that long ago, but also I didn't tell people there weren't wasn't going to be a podcast for three weeks. Um, it's, you know, standard fashion by me. Um, there's not been a lot to do, you know, like there's not been a lot to say. Like, Star Wars news that I put together Star Wars news for us in the thing. Why? Why? Yeah, because it's been three weeks <laughs> and that's all the news from three weeks. There's not much, you know, team crumpets eating criminals, some bitch. That's how I feel about you right now. Yeah, hey, you told me before you don't mind doing it. Like, as long as it's sporadic, you know? I don't have friends. I got family. You do You do the Star Wars uh, stuff, and I'll I'll keep filling this soundboard out. I do the Star Wars stuff. There's not a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about. Um, they came out yesterday that Tamira Morrison is going to play, or is reported to play, uh, Captain Rex in the Ahsoka series, which feels like a no-brainer. And uh, it's not said if it's in flashbacks or if it's Captain Rex in present day. Um, if it's present day Rex, he's going to be very, very old. Um, I saw evidence that maybe Tamara Morrison did film around the time of Ahsoka. Um, but I can't say if he did or not. Um, so there's not a lot to say on that part. There's not, there's not been any plot leaks or whatever that include Rex. So... We wouldn't even know what his role is, but it, if he is in it, it doesn't seem as if he's in the, the back end of it, of it. Um, which is when they go and get Ezra. Um, on top of that, Skeleton Crew is reportedly releasing in November or December. Uh, this is something I said in March. And now an actor in it, Jaleel White, who played Steve Urkel, is saying the same thing. Because he's obviously in the series, they say November or December. Um, so there's not a lot to say again on that one. It's just a release date. Uh, but it makes sense considering Ahsoka comes out in August. Loki is coming out on October 5th. Yep, Ejecto Cedo Kurt. Um, and then Echoes having all those episodes drop in one go at the end of November. So, makes sense. Um, lastly, your favorite topic, one of your favorite topics, 
Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie. Um, Kathleen Kennedy said that Taika is a slow writer and that his movie just needs a third act. Oh, it just needs yeah. an ending. Hey, just start filming, guys. Just start. It's never stopped them before. Never stopped them before. JJ didn't go in there with the very, very bare-bone script for Tross. I don't know happened on Dross. It's just that they forced that into production when it was not finished. And that JJ had a very limited time to have that like written. Um, but also, we're in the middle of a writer strike. So that has stopped a lot of Star Wars news coming out. Um, considering nothing is able to really film and or is still filming. We don't know about Acolyte. We think it might have concluded. Um, Tony Gilroy obviously like was called out by the Writers Guild members for being a scab because he was going to continue his producing duties on the show. Um, so yeah, and then obviously in the sad news that happened last week, uh, Ray Stevenson, who was the voice of Gar Saxon in Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, and was going to play the one of the villains in Ahsoka, uh, Balin. Oh, he is playing. Yeah, he uh, he's passed away. Yeah, that's uh, very sad. Suddenly, and there's no real news on it, and to be honest, it really shouldn't be. Um, you know, should uh, just just you know should be with the family. Um, so yeah, but that's 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 literally all the Star Wars news of significance from the past three weeks. Hence, why there's been no podcast and. We were gonna do a Guardians one, but literally nobody saw Guardians other than me, and I'm not gonna sit here for half an hour by myself. Um, was it good? It was very good. Um, it's probably one of the strongest trilogies in the MCU. Um, I dug it a lot. Obviously, like Rocket is a highlight of it. Um, I thought he, I thought he, like his his role was was fantastic. Sets up the future. Says goodbye to the past. Um, yeah, it was a good movie. I don't think it's as good as one, but it's much better than two. And I, I didn't really like two, though. So, um, there's that. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that's it. There hasn't been a lot. And I think we said before we'd come back when Succession and Ted Lasso ends. Because it's obviously the series finale of both shows. Not just a season finale. Um, yeah. And they end next week. Um, so it'll be whatever at some point after that. Um, yeah, I've never always seen it. And you, you seen any of the movies in June? You seen any of the June movies? Uh, what are the movies in June? Uh, June second is in, uh, Across the Spider Verse. June 9th is Transformers, so I assume not on that one. June fifteenth no. is The Flash, and then June thirtieth is. Uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, I'll probably... I'm not making any promises. I'll probably see... Um, I will probably see Spider-Verse. I'll almost mm -hmm. certainly see Spider-Verse. And I might end up seeing Indiana Jones. Though by all accounts, that is not a great movie. So, Yeah, the Spider-Verse had like fantastic reactions the other day. Um, people saying it's even better than the first one. And could go down as the best Spider-Man movie ever um but we expected it to be good and i finally probably get to put points on the board 
for my fantasy league pick. It took six months, but I finally have a pick that's being released. You know, that's good. That's that's very good. Yeah. Um, your next one is Elemental, right? Is that what your next one is? I'm sure I had Elemental down. I don't think you picked the Pixar one, did you? Didn't I? Um, so you have left. You have Mission Impossible, Dead Record in Part One, and Leave the World Behind. That's your only two remaining picks. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, you currently sit at 118 points, with 80 both for John Wick Chapter Four and Creed Three. Oh no, you do have Elemental. What am I talking about? Yeah, you do have it. Um, you have that down for 80. percent That comes out in June, right? Yeah, they're all 80%. Yeah, and then Magic Mike, you lost 48 points on, so you have 118 points. Um, yeah, uh, Nick has 182 points because he had Guardians. So, Nick is winning so far. I have no points because none of my movies are playing. Zero points, baby. Zero points. Um, so, that brings us to the PlayStation Showcase. Did you watch it, baby? Uh, I saw bits of the Spider-Man stuff that came out, and it was very exciting. The Spider-Man stuff was very good, but that was the end of the show. That was an hour and 15 minutes, roughly, of crap, and that was the icing on the cake. That was that was the only good thing there. I couldn't believe it. It's the first PlayStation showcase they've done in two years, and over and out of it was... They didn't give you an update in any of their first party games, really. Like, it was, you know, the ones we know has been in development, the more exciting ones. Um, you know, Last of Us Factions, for example, has been in development for, like, multiple years at this point. No update on that. No update on the people of Sony Santa Monica, the, the game they've been working on for years. Um, it was just disappointing. It was all around disappointing. Um, obviously, the Spider-Man thing is the highlight, and it does look very good. Um being able to switch between Miles and Peter and you know um introducing Craven and uh yeah like seeing how the symbiote works and adding in the mechanics of like the glide suits as well um, the symbiote is the is the big one for me yeah it looks very good is this would Spider-Man 2 convince you to pick up a PS5 I'm not spending another 500 quid on a console hmm so no. Yeah. No. Um, because obviously next year, what, what we've got next year? We've got Wolverine, supposedly. Um, weird that, that didn't get shown here again. Um, but yeah. And then we got nothing else. That's it. That's all the crap we needed to go through before we come to the thing we came here for, which is the family. I got friends. I got family. Mm-hmm. So Unbelievable. what a film. Mm -hmm. it, it, I'm going to let you go first because it's fresher in your mind than it is mine I saw it midnight last week you saw it two days ago so I'll let Look, you go first this was uh, Infinity War for <laughs> the Fast and Furious franchise and you know what I say that both as both as a compliment right mm -hmm. But also as a piece of critical analysis, because I think that's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's definitely what they were going for. I think 100%. they watched. Infi I think they watched Infinity War, and they were like, "We're going to make this same film." 
down <laughs> down to the villain wearing purple all the time. He doesn't wear purple all the time. He wears purple all. Almost, almost every outfit has purple has some amount of purple. Fair enough. <laughs> He's the best thing about that movie, by the way. Don't get me wrong, I, mate. That, that's not a criticism. No, I'm into it. Mm -hmm. I I've been thinking about the best way to go through this film, right? Because it's meant. To, I think we should go through it character by character. Okay, okay, okay. that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with? I I think I want to start with the uh this. Probably the the weakest aspect of the movie for me. Natalie Emmanuel. <laughs> Listen to me. Um, yeah, that whole that whole group. The whole group. Yeah, yeah. Every I time thought, that group yeah. was on screen, I was kind of like, get on to the next bit. Which is funny because in Fast Nine, I they were the highlight. It kind of felt like they didn't really know what to do with them. Yeah, I think they, like, they were so focused on what was going on with Dom, um, yeah. and Dante that you they know didn't I'm know. Big, you know, I'm a big Roman fan, right? Ro this, Roman was great, though. Roman was great. I, like, I, I don't think so. I think this is one of his weaker outings. See, I think the storyline and that they had was very, very weak, but Roman still brought the comedy. You know, he did, when he's I running around, comedy, I didn't think the comedy was. Astray. It felt like Tyrese uh, phoned in this one a little bit. No, I still I liked him a lot. I liked, I, I especially liked the receipts thing. You know, that he always yeah, the receipts, the receipts. was funny. Yeah, the receipts yeah. was funny, but I just I don't know. I felt like it's difficult to follow up how he was in Fast Nine because he was having like an existential crisis in that film. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, he discovered he was invincible, Pev. You know? Yeah, and it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this one, and the bit, you know. the bit where the car's about to fall on him and it doesn't, and he's like, "Come on!" Like you know, like mm -hmm. that, that. I think that's probably part of it. I'm judging it based on how he was in the last one. I also just I didn't really buy the conflict between him and Ludacris. No, um, I didn't either. It but sort of came out also, of nowhere. This this group, this plotline in in the movie is the without question the weakest. I don't know what they achieved. Like, look, I, to be honest, if we're honest, the whole plot is pretty weak. I mean, there isn't one. Every Fast and Furious movie has a pretty weak plot, you know. No, 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 no. They have stupid plots. This isn't even a weak plot. Like, there isn't really a plot. Like, it's just the whole revenge. Plot, like, the whole plot. Them running to different parts of the world in record time. Mm. Yeah, um, I. Which is fine. I, look, I, I want to be very clear. This is a ten out of ten movie for me. I loved it. <laughs> so every criticism is coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there just wasn't. Uh, there, there wasn't a plot, to be honest. Um, however, that being said, of the zero plots, the um, yeah, theirs, theirs was easily the worst. I didn't really know what they were getting at. Uh, yeah, keep talking a second. I gotta open the door for my brother. <laughs> okay. Um, so you sort of have those three. Uh, Natalie Emmanuel. I feel bad criticizing Natalie Emmanuel. Um, I saw the film in South Ends where she's from. And, um, like, 
I don't know how she comes across as so wooden because she's not that wooden in Game of Thrones. So why she is here? I thought she's been bad in all the movies, though. She has, yeah. Um, I'm also just, yeah, I I don't know, like. It just didn't really go... Any time it went to them, I was like, no, get me back to the others. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> when you said we go character by character and go from weakest, yeah. I want to start with her because I think she's been the weakest in the franchise, you know? Um, Han also didn't have a great role this time either. Like, do you know what? I forgot Han was with them. Yeah. Like I, I forgot Han was. There. I love Han. Like Han is cool. Like, every 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 scene he's in, he is like the coolest guy in the room. But again, like I think the and this is kind of I'm kind of edging. I mean, the trailers are part of the excitement of like Fast and Furious. Like the trailers are just well, like yeah. We insane. we watched the first one together. It was an event. However, I kind of wish I hadn't because it's like. <laughs> It, that trailer basically, like all the bits it teased, like that mm. was it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All yeah. the bits that that trailer teased was what was in the film. So it's like, oh, it teased Han meeting Shaw and them fighting, and it's like that's that what it. they did. Like there was no. They, he, yeah, he he gave them cars and guns. Oh, yeah. That was it. And then he disappeared, and it's like because he was going to find his mum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it 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 just was pretty weak. It was. Uh, don't get me wrong, but when they were like, "I know a guy," and he went to find Shaw, I was excited. Like, don't get me like, come on, like, who doesn't love Statham? Um, it was good. Yeah, like, yeah. It, like it was a funny it, scene as well. You had that like weird naked guy get out of the bag and run around. Like, yeah, I f- yeah, it was. It was, it was yeah. It was um, a cameo for Stephen. That's all it was. Like, yeah. he was in that movie probably all of five minutes. It was lackluster for him. Again, Han, he ate a weed-infused muffin at one point, yeah. and nothing came from it. Like, there was no, no point I, of it. He, he, like, went a bit... Because he's always eating something, isn't he? And he's, yeah, he's like... Yeah, he's always snacking. He's like, he, like, ate that, and then it, like... I was expecting more of that. I think I think there might have been stuff cut for time. Like that felt like a bit that was a bit longer mm. in the original cut. Um, yeah. Going back to Emmanuel, though, just thinking about it, like, so Fast and Furious Seven, like people always say, there's the the golden trilogy of of Fast and Furious, which is five, six, and seven. Like they say, that's the peak, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like Seven, and she's part of the reason I don't like Seven. Is she felt like a plot device in that movie, which is fine. Like, she comes in and she's the creator of God's Eye and they have to rescue her, her and obtain that for, like, the, the government or whatever. And, like, she was introduced in the movie after Giselle Gal Gadot dies, right? She is... At, look, I don't want to... I'm not usually this no, guy. The, she's kind of the diversity. This, in I don't even know if it's that... No, just like he's, she's. It's very male heavy, isn't it? The family, so yeah. But it's good that you have some women in there, and she kind of. I don't mm-hmm. know if she'd have ever joined the family if Giselle had never left. Yeah, and this thing as well. So, one of her biggest scenes in Seven is when she comes out of the water on the beach. Like they yeah. make a big deal about that in that movie. Like, and obviously 
uh, Giselle Gal had that, I think, in Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Right? Where, like, she takes off, like, a shawl or whatever and goes to talk to the bad guys in a bikini. Something like mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Natalie Emanuel is obviously an incredibly beautiful woman. You yeah, know? Yeah, and sure. I think they brought her in originally, initially, with that in mind. Because another incredibly beautiful woman died in the movie before. Yeah. Um, and she I don't usually like to think of things in these shallow terms, but this is Fast but and I think Furious. This is Fast and Furious, yeah. Like, I think she was clearly... like If she wasn't brought in that, why would they have that scene? You know what I mean? Like, they make a big deal. All, like, Ludacris and, and, uh, and Tyrese are arguing throughout that movie about her, about wanting to be with her, like the two of them. You know, um, but she was, but she was a plot device in that movie as well, like because of the gods, I think. And then yeah. they kept her around, like she does the exact same job as Tej. Like, she's a hacker. She's good with computers. Like that's what Tej does. You know. Yeah, out of nowhere. By the way. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. By the way, but like every time we talk about Tej, I feel like I need to make it very clear yeah. that he is a hacker out of nowhere. He yeah, never was. His- and then one film he is. <laughs> that's that's all they do. But we already established as as the hacker in like Fast Five, I think. So she, you brought in another character to do exactly what Tej does. And it's like... So she doesn't have a ton of her own personality. And she isn't very good. I think she peaked as a performer in Game of Thrones. Because um, anything I've seen her in after Game of Thrones... It's been more Fast and Furious than Game of Thrones drama. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, like she's a she's a very uninteresting character for me in this, um, and like I didn't like her in this one. Uh, again, the the whole plotline with all of them was weird and not very good. Um, but like again, like that's the only reason I sort of single Roman out as a highlight is because at least he had comedy, which we expect from him. Yeah, um, I just don't even think his comedy was that strong. Yeah, and then you have Pete Davidson show up. Like, uh, look, I've seen criticism for that. I loved it. I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I like, think it's I, was... I like, but like Pete's funny. So, yeah, like I thought it was. I thought it was a fun little scene. It also it... feels like a convergence of our of the collective yeah. uh, lore. Yeah. Of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and you love Pete Davidson. We talk about Pete Davidson like fairly often. You know. Yeah. All He's it like... would be is Pete Davidson to be cast as Ochi of Bastoon, and we'd all be very. Oh happy. my god, that's the perfect casting. That's <laughs> that's who I want now. I've never thought of it, but that is amazing. You know. Um, that was that perfect. Pete Davidson as, as Ochi. Yeah, I'm I'm all about you it. Don't even really need to get dressed up. It also makes sense. You know what I mean? Like Davidson, you know. uh he dates incredibly attractive women and Nochi, you know, he's got a, a Kira. <laughs> so, um, yeah, cast Pete. Um, no, so yeah, that, that whole plotline was pretty weak. Somebody who I'm very, very disappointed that they underused in this movie is Jordana Brewster as Mia. She's so, in two scenes. Yeah, and again, they were both in the trailer. Um, I... They, I think they, they've written themselves into a corner with that character because it's in the last movie you can hand wave away like on an occasion why 
Brian's not with her, or why she's not with Brian. Brian's looking after all the kids, isn't he? Like, yeah, know. but like to do that two movies in a row, I understand why they didn't go that route. I also think there is an aspect of this which is very Infinity War in that a lot of these characters, and I'm going to get onto this later as well with some other characters that aren't used very much, mm. I suspect will be used more in the next film. I hope so. Like, the um, thing is, like, Jordana Brewster, like, she's always un underused as Mia. Like, this one, she's, like, at the barbecue at the start of the movie, and then she's... I think, she's a, I think she's a pretty good actor as well, like, for this, yeah. for this, like... For this franchise, she's... Well, she's better than... She's better than Natalie Emmanuel. <laughs> she's better than Natalie Emmanuel, and... Honestly, think... she's better than Brie Larson in this one, you know? And Brie Larson... Hey, I think we're gonna disagree. Right, so... But no, it's under years again. She's in there. She looks after little B. John Cena comes and saves the day, and then takes little B out. Like you know, he he, he runs away with him, like, and then she's like, "I gotta get back to Brian." Yeah, I, I think that obviously will set up Brian's return in another movie. But like, again, I think you've underused her like a lot. Like she had a bit more to do in the last one in, in F nine, but even even then, that was like overdue. Yeah, like, I saw I saw an interview with her recently, and they were asking her about like what she like wants from the fast Furious franchise and she said i wanted to go back to racing and i was like well that makes sense like when i thought about it because it was like that's when you had more to do is when it was about the racing you know like in the first movie like she goes on a drive with brian you know she drives brian around the streets of la um so she, yeah she probably does want to go back to that because she had more of a role and like you said she is talented she is one of the stronger cast members of of the fast family um, so I'm disappointed with her role in this. I was hoping for a lot more, especially like when Brian's not going to be in it. Like yeah. she's she's the substitute. I but do think I, mean, though, I I think I think I mean especially as it's it's a trilogy, it wouldn't shock me if they had Brian back for the next one and he died because they. I don't think they killed Brian. I think if you that's too. Didn't they say they weren't? They needed to give him an end. Didn't we read that? I don't know, but I don't think you kill him. I also don't think anybody really dies in this franchise. No, they don't. So, so I don't know. I don't think Brian dies. I think Brian might show up to save the day um, at some point. Also, this Vin is saying a trilogy. If this movie loses money, it's not going to be a trilogy. You know, I don't see how that happens. This film um, might be funny. It, it might. It costs $340 million to make. I don't know. I, I, I think at this point... Vin will get what he wants. It's got it had the lowest opening weekend in the states since Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I think so, that's I think that's bad marketing though. But it had a hundred two hundred fifty million opening worldwide. Like that's not bad. It's just, that's not bad. It's, I don't think it's bad marketing. I think the American audiences do not care at this point. Yeah, like maybe. they've lost interest in it. But the worldwide audience is still all about it. You know, China love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Who? So, so who do you uh, move on to now? Like now that we've I heard think I I think the natural progression from that is probably uh, John Cena, Jacob, um, and that whole uh, plot line with Little Brian. I loved it. I I loved the. I, I loved it as well. The, the little actor did fantastic. He's good for a kid, for a child actor. He was yes. really. He was really good. It can go one of two ways, can't it? But he was. Um, I like fantastic. 
I like at the start of the movie when you see like Vin's uh, like charger doing donuts in that area. I love like, my head off so much when it's it called, like... It's a callback to the like the first one. Like that's where he like Brian was doing donuts. So it makes there's sense. So, the there's, so, doing it. there's so many callbacks in this film. This film's full of them. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, so so little B, I thought he was really good, and I liked his dynamic. What I loved about their dynamic is like. John Cena is clear, like, he's an absolute unit of a man, like, and he's probably pretty cool to, like, a general audience. He is the least cool person to be. Yeah, he is. You know? he is. He is the weird uncle. Yeah, like, little B, like, he doesn't respect his car. He does, <laughs> doesn't respect where he drives. He thinks he's weird, like, in, you know, making him shop at, like, 7-Eleven for clothes. He, yeah. He doesn't, like, he clearly sees the rest of them, like, Mia and everybody is, like, pretty cool. Um, but Uncle Jacob, he, he is the weird uncle. Yeah, you know? even though he is, an, he's John Cena. He's John Cena. Like he's and he's great in this. John Cena, yeah. like you know what? Completely different characters. The last film, don't care. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Um, he just plays John Cena in this. However, yeah. unbelievable. He almost is. He's he might be a standout. Yeah, John Cena like is very good at comedy. Like. Yeah. Very, very good at comedy. And they f- must have figured that out and lent into him, like his character being that in this one, because it's it's leaps and bounds above what he did in Fast 9. Like, they took that chip off his shoulder what he had against, against Dom, and he's a completely different person. You know, a real weight has been lifted off his huge shoulders. Can I just know? say, I love... Because watching this, right? Mm-hmm. We're all laughing at Dominic Toretto, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he in, in the real world, everyone's like, this is the dumbest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about him. Like, whether that's intentional these days or not, I don't know. But especially, mm-hmm. like, us. Like, mm-hmm. who Fast and Furious, I think, more and more is for. I don't think people are watching Fast and Furious as a serious movie anymore. Like, No, they can't be. No, no, no. I don't, and I actually don't think... Like, I Other think, than reviewers, I, reviewers watch it as a serious movie. Yeah, well, they're, they're insane. I don't know yeah. what they what I don't know what they want out of life. Um, but like, I feel like its audience are people like us who might enjoy cinema and more sophisticated television and cinema and media. But we watch this as like just basically like a roller coaster, but as a film. Mm. Like, it's just, like, dumb. It's good fun. It's like a Big Mac, you know? And, um... However, that is, like, the complete opposite to how the Fast and Furious world itself views Dominic Toretto. Mm. And there's a bit in it... I also think that's how... But how the Fast and Furious world views Dominic Toretto, I think that's also how Vin views this franchise. Yeah, I do as well. I do as well. I saw a great comment on Reddit. Which I don't know if I sent to you, but I, I will say it in a minute. But there's a bit where um, he goes, "Hey, wasn't easy growing up in the shadow of your dad, kid." Mm-hmm. Like he says, he says that Jacob says that to little B, and he's like, "And look, bright little B's like, yeah, no, I can imagine that must have been really difficult." And I'm watching it like <laughs> we're talking about Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. I is he dead? No, it's, it's this <laughs> franchise. Like, 
I saw it and I was like, oh, it's a big mummy. He's going to sacrifice. If they had kept like certain people dead, then I'd be like, oh, that's that's it. He's gone. But everybody comes back to life. The only thing that gives me pause for thought on that is that The Rock is back and they really don't get on. John Cena and The Rock don't get on. Yeah. They just don't need to have, have enough scenes together. They filmed Fast Furious 8 without Vin and The Rock like, filming together. Yeah, okay. I guess so. Maybe. People have also pointed out that Vin Diesel very rarely films a scene with anybody outside of Michelle Rodriguez, by the way. Yeah, that was strange. Um, but he's not really sharing scenes with anybody. Was like, there... You know the bit we said during the trailer that there's a bit where he's looking in the car window and yeah. his face looks weird? And it still yeah. looked weird. Mm-hmm. Did you think that? I also thought that with uh, Reyes at the beginning. There were Reyes at the beginning, yeah. Like, they de-aged him in the scenes where, like, the new scenes they shot for him. And it doesn't match. It just doesn't match what he looked like in 2011. That makes um, sense. So, combining the two, we just it looks odd. Um, they de-aged Mamara as well in those scenes, didn't they? Yeah, they did a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah like, but the... the, the Again, in the scene, their plot lines are we do get to meet Paul Walker's daughter, Meadow, on the plane. We do. You know? We love that. Which is like, again, they didn't make a big deal of it, really. Um, so if you know, you know, and it's probably a nice moment for like people like us. But uh, yeah, it was, I like, I, his whole plan, though, John Cena's plan was weird. Like, they had to get to the safe house or whatever. And so they drove all the way to this airport. He got him like different IDs. He wanted to purposely be seen by the cameras. Um, at the airport, and then so he's been yeah, carrying this, uh, what you assume is a canoe with them the entire time, and it yeah. turns out to be this tiny little plane thing, which somehow they got on the actual plane, and then they just eject Ocedo curs out of it and to the yeah, same house. because the plane happens to have like the perfect size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Fast and Furious logic, you know, like it's. Eject Ocedo curs. Um, yeah, I, do you know what? It's what it is, isn't it? It is what it is, but that that <laughs> whole like plotline is one of my favorite plotlines of this movie. Like, and John Cena's performance is one of my favorite performances of this movie. Yeah. If he is dead, that is very sad. I hope he's not because he shined in this movie. <laughs> like, I, feel like, I feel like his, his was uh, the Gamora. I think he might actually be dead. I hope he isn't at this point. You no, know, I, I hope don't... he isn't as well. But I, 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 like, there's a bit where he he, he lets his body go limp. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, he's he's dead. Look at Han. Like Han should have been dead. <laughs> that is true. You know, um, I just don't know if it's too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I look. I hope. I'm with you. I hope. I hope that's not the case. I hope he's I back. Think like I, 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 I'm even thinking of like stupid ways. Like maybe Mia is have some has some caught up with them because obviously now she no longer needs to look after little B and Brian's looking after the other kids. Like somehow she caught up with them, and as he's like as his car's about to explode, like she gets it, like she gets him out somehow, and like she's already I'm there. Still, I'm still convinced time time travel is gonna. I just I don't know I. Because, look, the other guys also literally crashed the plane into the side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope they killed Natalie Emmanuel. Oh, my God. Wow. 
didn't they? They're not killing that Zia Manuel. They're not killing those guys. All right. They're gonna no, no, back. they're not. No, they're not going to kill any of them. <laughs> but, you know, we saw that plane hit the cliff. You know, somebody deserves to be dead from that impact. Yeah, they weren't. Though. And this is why I think time travel's going to. I think Cypher's got some weird time travel going on, right? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think so. Are we going to move yeah, on to Cypher now? We should probably move on to. Yeah, I, I think like Letty. We'll do Letty and Cypher together because they're kind of two peas in a pod. Right. Um, I, when Cypher showed up at the beginning and was uh, like. Uh, the devil's coming. The devil's coming. Yeah, I thought it would be me too. I was like, oh, nice little wink to the audience there. Because mm -hmm. we all thought Cypher was the big bad of this season, of this series. Um, and she's really. She's, not. she's been a terrible villain. <laughs> I think this was her best film, actually. <laughs> it is her best film. Charlie Theron is obviously a very, very talented actress, but they've she's her character's life has been terrible in these, well, in the two movies that came before this. Yeah, um, she was. I thought she was really good in this one. To be fair, she was better than this one. But again, like they're seemingly doing like the frenemy thing again with her, like they did with Shaw, and I'm like, I don't. Like, yeah, that's what they did. Do that. She she murdered Elena in front of of Dom and like kidnapped his child and. Like, I, you know, yeah, sure killed Han. Yeah, but like that's Han. You know what I mean? That's not his child. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, so I think she's taking it a step too far. You know, like I, I don't. Think, I don't think she's actually a, a friend of me. I think. I think. Well, at the end, like when, when you know when the submarine pops up, she like turns to like Letty and is smiling. You know, like I almost wonder if the idea of the trilogy. Is that basically in the next film they defeat Momoa and then they leave it that Cypher really is the big bad, you know? I don't know. I don't think they'll make Cypher the big bad. Um, I won't be surprised if. Did you see that clip? I might have sent you the clip. It was Vin at an interview recently and they were like, Oh, we saw you talking with Tom Cruise. Are you two going to work on a movie together? And then Vin like absolutely loses it and is like, you know, in a comedic like sense and is like, oh, it's too hot for the presses. It's too hot for the presses. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, like shouting it. And I'm like, if this man tries to get Tom Cruise to be like in this, like that's crazy. Like if he like goes to get Tom Cruise to be, um, you know, the, the, the true villain of this franchise or this trilogy. Because you gotta remember, like, you know, in Hobbs and Shaw, like, know that, like, voice that was, like, uh, commanding, like, Idris Elba's character? Yeah. That was supposed to be Keanu Reeves. Like, they were trying to get Keanu Reeves for that movie. Um, and apparently, Keanu Reeves, they talked with him to play uh, Ames in this movie. So. They've clearly tried to get Keanu Reeves involved. So, like, even if Keanu became the villain or something, like, I don't know how you. I could understand if Dante was going to be a villain for two movies, but if you're going to stretch that to three, I th I don't think it works. Um, oh, it doesn't. But, it doesn't. No, but like, so I don't think Cipher will be the one to take over because she's a far, far weaker villain than. Well, well, the lot of villains. Do it that Tom Cruise is one of those faceless people at the at the agency who they mm -hmm. asked for yeah. um yeah 
Letty uh, going ham at Cypher was... Um, it was, was a good fight. It was, it was. And actually, like, we came out of it and B was like, um, Michelle, uh, Letty didn't have enough to do. In no. Because, um, no. again, she is, along with, she, she might be, oh, I don't know. She's one of the stronger actors, again, mm -hmm. in, in these films. And her character's good, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it, she compliments Vin whenever she's on the screen and it's yeah so I again I'm kind of hoping that the next film is where she gets to shine I like her stuff when she was in you know when at the start of the movie up at, at, and when she was in Rome like I liked her performances there and I liked the action scenes she was involved in the Rocket League yeah. scene um, the Rocket League scene yeah like I liked all that with her you know um, it's just like and what's also really good is that she said she directed like her and Charlie basically directed that fight scene because at that point they oh, didn't have a director. It was extraordinary. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, I just want to say a special shout out to um, the fact that hacking in this series and technology in general um, is basically just magic. It's a superpower. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there is no logical reason as to why Cipher would be able to using the little computer next to her medical bed. Mm. <laughs> put sleeping gas into the vents where did she get the sleeping gas from <laughs> yeah <laughs> why is there sleeping gas available well I assume the sleeping gas is what they were using to put them two out okay alright I think that's their logic you know Okay. and that somehow you can somehow somehow she did it you can somehow route that into the air conditioning mm. Mm. yeah okay. uh, furthermore um, Unless you've got anything else to say on those two. Um, I just want to say, uh, I'm not sure what um, what is uh, Nobody's Daughter called? Tess. Tess. I'm not sure what her plan was to get Letty out. Uh, it felt like... <laughs> I think it was to get her with Cypher. Because... Do you think? Do you mean that's what it was? Yeah. I think because her attacking Tess... Is what puts her in that room with Cypher. So I think that's what Tess was trying to do. Which I, I assume... maybe Tess is working with Cypher in some way. No, I think I think Tess is just what she says she is, which is nobody's daughter. She seemingly hasn't been at the agency for a while. It, I just I don't quite get it, mate, because it's like, no, this is the only way. Trust me on this. Go with it. Stabs her in the shoulder. And then she ends up in that room with Cypher. And it's like, okay, then what do you expect to happen? Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I assumed that she would come and get her from there at some point or something. I don't know, because mm. it's like, you get her with Cypher. Does she does she know that Cypher happens to have a flipping submarine under the Arctic, Antarctica? Um, I don't know. Well, it's the um, submarine from Fast 8, right? Yeah, I know, but it just... I mean, I gotta be honest. I I laughed very very hard when Letty got to the top of that thing, opened it, and you had the big word Antarctica and like mm -hmm. massive writing on the screen. And I thought that was abs I thought that was really really funny. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I'm not really sure what Tess's 
point was in this film. Like, you, I think you could have easily taken her out, and it wouldn't really have made a difference. Oh, I uh, think Brie Larson's crap in this. Like, I, I like Brie Larson. Didn't, I didn't think so, actually. I thought, like, I thought Brie would come into this and like, because obviously she's an like Academy Award winning actress, and I kind of thought that she'd come in and like maybe the point of her being in this was to have fun. I thought like, she was having fun. I just I didn't convey it like in her performance. Didn't you think? No, I don't think so at all. I thought she was really wooden. I thought she was really wooden and pretty stale, and I don't think the character overall was very good. Um, that weird introduction scene, by the way, that she had where she walks into that room with Ames, and I guess we should put them together since they're closely linked. Like, it looked like a terrible, like, commercial. You know what I mean? Like, they were in there. And they yeah, it is, yeah. But it was like, they had those, like, floating screens where they could, like, yeah, look at all the events have, in the family. He happens to have all of the world leaders just standing there waiting to hear from him um, yeah it was just like a dreadful scene um she, like everything she was in like was it was was stupid like also i just want to say in that scene as well and this is a wider point all of the pictures in this film are from the movies are just screenshots of the movie yeah and <laughs> You're like, how did they get them then? That apparently, I saw online that apparently one of the screenshots there um, was like on his thing there was from uh, from earlier in that movie when they were at the barbecue. Nice. Right, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and you're like, how did they get that picture? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of the barbecue thing though, the, the, the grandmother is a weird choice. Like, she she stood up like early on in the movie and like gave a speech which was clearly about like nobody thought you'd make it this far and you know you've been so, through so many hurdles you shouldn't have made it. Obviously referencing Paul and whatever, but like it was clearly a, a you know a speech about the the fast saga. And it felt like uh like I don't know it, the that, gap, like, but she's. Fuck, she's from she's website like, stories and she's isn't she from the original yeah, website I think she, she's like a famous actress isn't she so i think yeah i think more than anything it was just a cameo but it was, but it was yeah but it's that but it's also like weird because it's like you, she doesn't do anything like it just felt like dominic toretto like or vin diesel just likes the actress and was like oh it'd be cool if i could put it in this because like i respect yeah, her. i think that's exactly what it was like and it was i don't know was, unless like the excuse is in like the next movie the movie after it's like when Brian and Mia show up, oh, the kids are with her. And I was like, okay, we know that character. Like, it makes sense that they're with their yeah, grandmother, that, I suppose. Yeah, that, that would make sense. That would be the only way. But um, I thought I thought Brie was really bad in this. Um, yeah, like, I'm gonna I, the, I, I enjoyed her performance. She's the daughter of Mr. Nobody, and he's still charismatic in, in these movies, like Kurt Russell. And like, there's none of that in her. Like, and Brie is a charismatic person. Like you see her in interviews, you see her as like in various roles. Like she does have charisma. She just doesn't have it in in this movie. Um and then when you go to Ames, like from the offset he's clearly he's like not a good guy and uh is out to get like the, the family. Like he's part of like obviously later on we find he's part of um Dante's plan. But he's not very good in this either. You know, he's Ames. Yeah, Ames. No, like no, yeah, he's trash. But I almost like thought that that was like when you get to the twist at the end, which I didn't see coming, to mm. be honest. 
I'd uh, I've been conditioned by these films that people change their stripes instantly, um, which was quite a nice little turn on the audience. I thought when mm. they were like, "Oh, did you really just think that like people would join your family? That's so arrogant! You won beer and a barbecue away from being radicalized." Um, <laughs> Vin's got a little cult on the go, you know. <laughs> when he said it's like a cult with cars, uh, yeah. We'll get Momoa. I was Momoa. like, "Tie me up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to be there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's like uh, I kind of thought that was intentional, but I'm. Yeah, he almost. It all also kind of feels like a rewrite because. I think you're right. I think it wouldn't have taken many adjustments in that character's, um, in in that like that character in the script for for it to be Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel like you could have very easily like made it so he would he'd been like strong armed into. Yeah, and he's been tricked by the agency. Like the agency's been... like you've got to go do it, and he's like got his daughter or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah you've got to do it and he's like i can't go back to prison dom i gotta bring you in like that sort of thing mm-hmm. and you could have made him a bit of an antagonist and dom would have understood as well like if it was about family <laughs> you know yeah exactly like, and he would have he went it. through but it then, he, but then dom you have... went through it didn't he in fast eight yeah exactly and but then you have uh like the the scene on the bridge which is almost like it's the same bridge as from fast five isn't it yeah or, yeah. or it looks the exact same. Like it, it, this is why, like you could have very easily had because they, they would like visit old locations. Like, yeah, you but you could have like very easily had at that point, like where Ames appears to turn. You could have very easily had the Rock be like, "Oh right, no, mm. yeah. I got I got to do what's right." And then, like, I think that I think I think you're right. I think that was very obviously for Hobbs, and then mm-hmm. they rewrote it yeah um, to be honest um i just yeah i don't think that character was very good also no. it just doesn't really make a huge amount of like you didn't need there to be a i saw it. or a reason for the agency for to be going after dom like i kind of bought it i th- I saw a thing that at some point they were considering letting ames and dante be brothers okay so i don't know if that's what they're gonna go with but like that was kind of what it was, you know. Like at some point, yeah. Again, I did like when when they did that look though, like in the flashback where you see like this Ames in the room with like Reyes, and he like turns and looks at like at Dante. I almost thought like, are they like lovers? Are they together? Yeah. Know? Like that's kind of where I like thought a little bit, you know. And I wouldn't have been surprised if that was the case. Obviously, we got nothing about Ames' sexuality in this movie, but, like, Dante is ambiguous, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, I, th- you know. I, th- I think he I think he goes everywhere. I do, too, yeah. <laughs> kind um, of like uh, Pedro in, um, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. Um, I... Do we go to, we, we've covered most people. Well, we've got... Elena's sister. Elena's sister. Yeah. Um. Again. Girl. Like. Pff, that felt like. Vin probably thought like I, look, I feel like Vin probably thought she was hot, and it made sense. 
Um, <laughs> you think that's why Vin did it? <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, like, there's no need for that character to be in it. What um, I, the stupidest thing about that character, and it's not obviously her fault, right? It's the, it's the writers, and Vin helps write these movies, so. Um, <laughs> she, at some point, is like, oh, like, I have all my sister's files on Dante and Reyes and all that, right? Like, and her sister died at this point. What we assume B's like 10 or something, right? Yeah. And uh, so let's say, she, like, Elena died at least 10 years ago. Um, she None pulls up the age, files, but... right? And there's yeah. stuff in there from, like, like, like that year. Like, recent years. Like, it doesn't go back to, like, oh, this is everything she had up until, like, she died. It continues on. Like, <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, oh. there's also the picture she has of Helena is, like, again, a screenshot from a film. Mm. From a film of when yeah. she's looking really... And it's like, if you were going to have a picture of your sister, I don't mm. think that's the one you'd pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... It's weird. Like again, I thought she was good though. Like in the scene she was in, I thought. Oh she yeah, was she was. Good. And look, the I, I we said about Jordana Brewster, um, saying she wanted it to go back to racing. When mm -hmm. it when it went back to like on the streets, it's all dark, like in Brazil, and mm -hmm. there's cars and they're driving through, and like it did that shot where it went through all of the cars. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's go. I thought I hoped we were going to get a race. To, to be yeah. honest, I was a yeah. little bit disappointed that we didn't at least get a bit of a race before. Mm. He started blowing cars up. Yeah. It's also very, very, very convenient that uh, the crowd split in that way. Um, when mm. he put all the money on the car, it just happened to be that everyone that side, mm -hmm. uh, Momoa, happened to want to shoot Dom. Uh, mm. And everyone on Dom's side happened to want to... You can't buy the streets except half mm -hmm. of them, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, I I loved that whole sequence, and we had Gasolina playing, and it 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 worked like that bit worked for me a lot. And we, I think it was in, was it in that moment as well, or it might have been later on where he pe pushes the NOS button and it goes through all of the pipes it's in the car. It's it's the end scene. That's the end scene. Yeah. yeah, but that's um, like as well. Yeah, was... it's it's yeah. I thought she was good. Um, worlds she away. Was fine, like that, but the, ultimately, like, there's no need. There's no need. No, there's no need. Like, you could cut that out. Like, it yeah. wouldn't have taken a genius to figure out. About but you assume she's going to come back station. in the next one because she takes Bree to the hospital. So you assume they come back together. Oh my! Um, I think. Look, and this is this is crazy. Um, in a film where. Uh, the dialogue is as bad as it, as this. It's, it's, it's dreadful. It's the worst it's ever been. Um, she has the worst line. Oh yeah, go and save your son, my nephew, or whatever. Uh, I know that that look. It was before that. Brie Larson has just been shot mm. by a what looks like a very powerful gun. All right, mm. I'm not. I'm not an American. Uh, my knowledge of guns isn't probably as high as uh the average american that's not me being just we just don't really have guns over here do we that's fair um it was a high caliber shot though right mm -hmm. yeah yeah shot, shot her in the shoulder convenient and he goes down to her and from behind she goes she needs a hospital <clears throat> yeah and i was like 
Oh my, like, <laughs> of all the lines in this film, that one mm. was when I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, it was, yeah, again, I, I like the Ratcap. So when Vin Diesel said, you need to stay here and be safe, it was the most transparent, oh, mm. we'll see you in a bit when you've been held hostage. Yeah. But also, at that point, we've already just had only like five minutes of shows. So I was like, maybe she will just stay here. You know? Like maybe yeah. this is literally all like Vin like brought her in for, you yeah. know. Um, so I don't know, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, no, I liked her. She's worlds away from Ratcatcher, like, um, you yeah. Know. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Like, she left no lasting impression on me. I preferred yeah. Brie Larson. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Brie Larson was bad. I think she was better as in performance, but was worse written as a character. I think Ames isn't good. Obviously, then you go back and look Cypher. It's the best she's been, but she's not that interested. And then you've got the, the Tej crew, you know, like, which had the least interesting stuff. Everything is, like, hyper-focused on Dom and Dante. Dom like, and which, which is what made this film a 10 out of 10, those two. There's a, uh, I don't know if I sent this to you, but you, you've seen The Muppets Christmas Carol, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And you know the famous story that Michael Caine went in and he said, I'm going to play this completely straight. Like, mm. like not like I'm in a Muppets movie. And it's like quite a powerful performance from Michael Caine in that film. Um, however, he's in a Muppets movie and everyone else right. around him is a Muppet, right? Mm -hmm. That's what this film is. Right. Vin Diesel is playing this <laughs> as straight down the line. As did any actor has in history. Did you notice as well? Like, do you remember when Justin... Everyone Lin else is just having a laugh. Do you remember when Justin Lin quit? Like, he was like, yeah, it's because Vin keeps changing the script and, like, coming up with completely different ideas and all this. And it's obviously makes him go well over budget. But he also, like, in that, like, stuff, they were saying that Vin showed up to set overweight. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes. It's, it's not lost on me that everything Vin wears in this is dark colors. Yeah. You know, like he's usually in like a white like vest top at some he's point. He's not wearing many white vest tops. No, like there's not many vest tops in general, actually. Yeah, every like thing he has in this, like he's not in a vest top. He's in like shirts with like sleeves missing because he yeah. gets paid ten million for showing his arms. Exactly. Um, so that's the only thing he works out, I think. Um, so like that, like that was very obvious to me for some reason. Like, oh, he's always as a chubby man. Like, I'm always trying to wear dark colors and. uh I was like, yeah, Vin's clearly trying to hide his 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 belly. Obviously, I don't think he can have a big one, but like he's probably not in the in the typical Dom Toretto shape. It's quite funny, actually. You said I saw that video the other day, uh, which was like, remember? Do you remember we saw it at the time? And that it was Vin Diesel. And he's on the selfie camera, and he's like saying, "We've done a week of filming," and it's like mm. we've just been. Yeah, yeah. At the time, we were like. Oh wow, that's well exciting. With hindsight, Justin Lin is looking at Vin Diesel like he is the worst guy in the world. Well, I said at the time it looks like he's a hostage video. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it, ironically, it looked like a Dante video. Um, mm. Vin Diesel uh, again is Dom Toretto. Um, I don't really have any notes for him. Um, his dialogue, he clearly the the. I don't know who's writing his dialogue. I don't know if he's doing it himself. But like, 
every line he has is like he thinks he's like Shakespearean or something. Yeah, he does. You know, yeah. that's what I mean. He thinks this is peak cinema. Oh no, he hundred percent does. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was. I I watched the thing with him the other day. He was saying like, yeah, like this is the only franchise I know where like people leave the the, the cinema, leave the screening, and go to the desk and ask for a ticket for the next one. Like he's convinced that this is. He said recently that this has like just as much law as Lord of the Rings. Like, I, mean, I, I can I be honest? We might mm. be getting there with how complicated these films are. I was playing Xbox last night with some friends, and I've been trying. I've you know, I I've been trying to get them on on board. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, come on, they are so good. And they're asking me all these questions. And I essentially had to go, there's no easy way for me to say this. I have to go from the beginning. They were like, <laughs> they were like, I said, I was going through the naming conventions, right, of what these films are. And I was like, Fast and Furious 4 is just called Fast and Furious. And mm. they're like, why is it not called Fast and Furious 4? And I was like, well, because it's kind of a soft reboot. And they were like, what's a soft reboot about it? And I went, there's, the only way for me to explain this series is to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh so he's right and to be honest i would have gone to the desk and asked for a bit i will say i think you'd be hard pressed to go to many other films so say you're say you were standing at the exit watching people come out mm-hmm. of fast and furious i would say 99 percent of them would all have a massive grin on their face if they know what they're going for, yeah. Like you yeah, still got those people, I think people do at this point. You've still got those people who like you, not the purists of it. Like because I think the purists, like I've checked out. I feel like fighting themselves. But but like the people who like because people complained about nine and people complained about like this one and and wherever. Like they've gone too far from even like I know five, six, and seven were all going away from reality, but like they still had like some people on board i think for some people nine and ten have pushed it too far um oh, Vin diesel should have died many times over in this film like i don't especially know especially in the, especially in the rocket league scene in rome mm. um, yeah yeah i like that he saw the crane and was like you know dom get out of there you can do everything you can and he's like not everything <laughs> i just drive also, it. also the idea that he could move that do you know how heavy those weights are on the mm. on the back of the cranes. The idea that a car could have moved that. Is... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, but like they like I saw a video of like the stunt man that was driving around there as like Vin, and like he gets out of the car and like he's a skinny bald man. He's like the opposite. Like, he is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He gets out of the car. He just super. Like, he he must. I think he even has like Vin's like actual like like button shirt vest thing. Because it's, but it's like flowing on him, it's baggy, and like on Vin, it's like you know, tight. Yeah, and it's like he's, he's skinny arms, he's obviously just bald, and it's just like, yeah, like it's it's not like Vin, you know. Um, it's just yeah. like you know, it's like it's like you're watching it, and this this ball is just like causing havoc and destroying Rome, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and yeah. he somehow manages to move it with the with this car. He also loses his tires at some point, right? Like his back tires. <laughs> like it's just also like the concept of travel 
in this film doesn't exist like in no. terms of how long it takes to get mm. places um mm -hmm. they globe hop they teleport basically yeah yeah, yeah. teleportation um yeah, it's vin in this one like he, his whole thing is like obviously he's extremely serious right the entire thing is, is dumb um but it, like at this point he has just made the movies about dom like he is like the most he has the most screen time it's just i think like, it's kind of a, i think i do think that's kind of a consequence of uh, of paul walker's passing unfortunately i do I too yeah like it would, it, i don't think it would be this way if paul walker was still around because it's very clear that it was like their film you know yeah it, yeah so the, the dom stuff in this like obviously vin isn't a good actor like he just isn't you know no, like i also just want to say there's and again like i understand why they haven't killed brian off i get it but it's also like there was another moment when he was talking with uh the rat girl um mm. and we're calling her rat girl because she's in suicide squad not because she's not because like of yeah she's a very attractive <laughs> woman she's definitely not a yeah um yeah. and we wouldn't talk about anyone like that anyway um but yeah, his uh, she's and he's like, she's like, oh, we were so different. Uh, we were so different. Sometimes I wish I'd died. Instead of it. And then he like gets all misty eyed because he's like, a cop, a cop and a street racer can be the closest of brothers. And it's like, mm -hmm. he's like starts like almost crying. And it's like, he's obviously talking about like, mm -hmm. it was just like, again, I understand. It's like, but he's calling call like, like his son in the movie Brian is ridiculous. Like Brian's alive in the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? well, it, it's, do you know what? It's not uncommon for people to name kids after like their friends or people they care about. That's not like necessarily uncommon. But it's also like when he announced what his name was, it was like a an emotional moment. Everyone looked around and like put their hands on their heart and like got misty eyed. And like, it's like, it's like what to, at what point and i kind of get it like again we shouldn't take these films too seriously but at what point does like reality end like, film end and reality begin when he's talking about brian and it's it's almost becoming distracting now it was like even in like the in the when just after around the time they're having the barbecue scene they go to vin in his garage and he's like they show you the photos and it's like pictures of like him with like uh, with Brian and like Brian and the family, and it's like it's got "See You Again" music playing. Yeah, the screenshots from the. Yeah, it's but "See You Again" is playing. It's like clearly then to us as the audience, it's like oh, it's the Brian feels like Paul's it was. It worked. It worked. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> when that music like... started playing, I was like, "We're we're here." This is when I was like, "Wow, we're really getting to the end because they're but, pulling out." But again, like they keep referencing like Brian not being around, but he is around, and it's like. You know, again, I I think they should have called Little B. They should have called him Pablo, because that's what like Vin always calls Paul. Yeah. You know, so if, like Pablo Toretto, like that would have been fine. Like, yeah, because then that's like a nod. Because the audience uh, knows, like you know. Yeah. Um, you didn't need to call him Brian. Like, it's weird that he calls yeah, him. Yeah, it, it. I've. I get it. I just kind of hope. I just. I'm sure Vin Diesel has said we need a satisfying end to Brian. Like we've got a I'm sure he said it. I'll see if I can find it. Um 
Well, I just think the satisfying end. I don't think they'll kill Ryan. I just think the satisfying end is he'll come back, have a massive heroic moment, and like maybe be the one to actually save the day. You know, like yeah, which I think would be because at the end of this movie, like Vin is in a really bad position. Like Dom yeah, and you're also things. like yeah, you're right. He's in a terrible position. It's a true clip. I can't. I respect them like massively for the mm. cliffhanger they picked because that is like cliffhanger of all cliffhangers right that mm. wasn't an infinity war cliffhanger the infinity war cliffhanger was like oh he's won it's over yeah um like if you never watched you could have never watched endgame and been like thanos is the hero of this story and he won like mm. you could very easily do that um you couldn't with this one this is very clearly a cliffhanger ending um uh, um but it's it's becoming like again, the character of Brian that we know is becoming increasingly unreal. Like it it has for the last even the last film, I think. It's increasingly unrealistic that he wouldn't drop everything to come and help out. Yeah, and I think that'll eventually happen. Like I think when Brian comes back in this franchise, it'll be because the stakes are that high. He has to come back. He can't. I, I I do wonder if that is why they did introduce the grandmother character is so they can have Brian and Mia be there without being like, what happened to the who's looking after your kids? You know, like that's one thing I can suspect. But I'm like at that point, like we just watched Roman, Han, Tej, and Ramsey crash a plane into a into a into a mountain. We like the dad, like so, and the fairly far away from Dom. Jacob's just gone like up in like flames, and the dam is broken, and fire and water and rubble are all crashing down towards Dom and little B at the bottom of it. Somebody has to show up in that moment to rescue Dom and little B. And I'm and like, anyone left? There's nobody left who like Tess has gone to the hospital with with Ratcatcher, like. Hobbs seemingly isn't there. Like Mr. Nobody is the only one that Mr. Nobody or or Brian Brian or Mia. Like yeah. Mia, like when because this is the thing, like when Jacob takes little B, Mia's freed of her duties. Like Mia was just there to look after little B, you know. Um Brian's already looking after his kids. So it's also, like also they will go for Brian. The agency would go for Brian. Go for Brian, yeah. Yeah, like, so my thinking is, like, in that moment, who is going to save Dom and Little B? Is I think it's either, like, Brian or Mia. Like, one Eva, of them has Eva to. Eva Mendes. I don't think we see Eva Mendes. Like, <laughs> she's basically retired. Like, so. I don't know. That is true. But, but also, Eva Mendes doesn't have a relationship with, with Dom. No, she's never met them. No. Yeah. She so, Brian. So I, that's why I think it's I either. That's why I think it's either. Um, could it be Hobbs? It could be Hobbs. Like, we don't know how far behind Hobbs is on the trail, I suppose. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's Hobbs, me, or O'Brien. I don't see who else can do it. I did consider that somehow the submarine appears. Like. But I'm like, there's no way the submarine can appear. Like, that will... I know we defy logic in this franchise, but that really defies it. You know? Well, to be honest, and again, we're, like, applying 
the logic of uh, <laughs> we're applying the logic of uh, our world to Fast and Furious world. That water, like this, the force of that water would kill them. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I'm like, it, it, time travel makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah, joking. Yeah. Like, no, like the aspect that someone like Cipher has some sort of technology that can stop time because we're, we're Giselle. How the hell is she back? We never saw the body, you know. <laughs> We never like, saw the body, but we've had this before, plane, mate. Yeah. No, we've had this before, mate, where we have a character die and then come back in like a film or two. Happened yeah, yeah. with Betty, and it's difficult to explain because you're like, "Well, where have you been? Why have you not come back?" You know. Well, they did and, show Letty though, didn't they? They did show like this, like she was in hospital and stuff. Like they did show her like, recovery. Yeah, but what I mean is, is that the the reason for Letty not coming back straight away was that she had amnesia she didn't remember mm -hmm. so that's why she didn't immediately come back it does you can't do that again i don't think they'll say giselle had amnesia i think she's just like working mr nobody's the one who saved han like and i think she she'll have been saved by mr nobody somehow and like and what and her and han are have been together in the background i don't think they've been together in the background because he's there like on a date and after like i think he has no idea you know but that's what i mean why would she keep that from him i just think she's stayed away like i think it'll be a big reunion in in the next movie between the two of them and it'll be all emotional and happy but i think she's just been working in the background mr nobody han didn't work with mr nobody like i can't i can't i don't even remember why mr nobody saves him or how uh, he because, saves him because we wanted han back that's why yeah but it's like <laughs> You know, I, I do think like Giselle would have been working with Mr. Nobody. I think like why she was with for now. I don't know, but then even if you think of like the submarine, oh, is, is that submarine what was that would make sense? Was that submarine uh, like Brie Larson? You know, did she bring that submarine in? Which would maybe make sense. yeah, like you know, because I think the agency would have taken control of the submarine anyway um so i think that's how like gal is there because i think she probably did work for or is currently working with me so nobody was still in hiding was disappeared still um i really want mr nobody to come back i think he will i, I don't think they'll leave that especially now because they've like for two movies in a row they've been like oh he's missing like you know yeah. they've made a big deal about it. like tess is actively trying to find him and so, i miss yeah, I miss him too. Like, no, he would have been a better test. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge would have been a better test. No, she's too comedic. They so need Kurt Russell, man. No, I, I wouldn't want. Kurt Phoebe Russell's hilarious in these films. Yeah, I, I think Phoebe. I like Phoebe. Like, but I think she's too much for this. You know. Fair enough. But um, yeah, and then obviously the best thing about this movie is Dante. You know, he is. Yeah. Jason Momoa is having the time of his life. You know, he's he's campy and he's hammering her up and he's like sinister all at the same time. Like that little scene with him painting the toenails. He's in a pink robe. He's got his hair in like pigtails and he's painting the, the toenails. He, look, of... he looks incredible in every scene in this film. Mm -hmm. Like every scene, I'm like, the outfit is impeccable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he, re he really 
you said to me before um that the problem with fast and furious has kind of always been its villains mm. it doesn't really the villains don't have sticking power um, yeah and the ones that do become do, good guys like sure. good guys. Yeah, yeah exactly um and it looks like we're going that way with cypher as well to be honest mm. um at this point um there's no way mm-hmm. that dante is becoming a good guy no 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 he's the way to I, he's like com- he's completely beyond redemption in my yeah, yeah he's insane as well like it even acknowledges that he says like the accident in fast five like kind of did this to him yeah you know like obviously the lost his father stealing his money and then like the impact like of the crash like it did this to him yeah um he is so good he's like, fantastic I, yeah I, I i don't have enough good work because to be honest and i actually think the trailers did him a disservice because mm. i've watched the trailers uh, and to be honest i was ready to I'm just gonna. I mean, I'm like not the biggest fan of Momoa mm-hmm. in general. Like, I think he's a good Cal Drogo, very good mm-hmm. Cal Drogo. I I'm not a big fan of Aquaman. Um, I didn't like C. Um, C was try- dreadful. I'm trying to think if I've seen the him. man who's writing that is writing the Ray movie. So we're not talking about Star Wars. Um, I don't know if I've seen Momoa in anything else. Uh, what I've seen him over and I haven't enjoyed him, you know? No, um, yeah, exactly. Other than, like, Cal Drogo, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I'd like I like. Think he's the... a good, I do think he's a good personality in general. Like, Oh, I'm like, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I, saw, I went to a Comic-Con a few years back, and we saw the first episode of C, and then there was a panel, and he was there, and he was an absolute delight. So mm. it kind of feels like... I was kind of expecting Aquaman, was what I was expecting. Well, he's gone around, like... Put in the yeah. in the trailers, putting the bombs in the car, and boom! It's like yeah. almost similar to him in the uh, in the Justice League trailers exactly. and, and in, like, in the I'm man, like I'm all man. that, like you know, like yeah. that stuff. Like yeah. that is not who he is in this. No, he's like no. a weird Joker sort of guy. He, he is. It's he's he's the Joker. It, like yeah. like it almost felt like he was doing like an audition for that role. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, unfortunately, we've like got. Joker, uh, we're oversaturated with Jokers, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, but I would love like another world where he plays the Joker is like he's better than Jared Leto. Um, I've seen some people say he's better than the Joker was in the Batman. Uh, or Barry Cohen. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't really. But I'm not going to judge that guy yet. He's not. No, it's too early. Um, but like he is just like the way he's like talking to himself, and it, that, mm-hmm. and I think part of it is I think he I do think he took inspiration from Heath Ledger's Joker. Hundred percent, he did. Um, yeah. But when he's like going, "Oh, you want me to do that? You guys are crazy! Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do it." But you know what I mean? And it's like, "You want me to blow up the Vatican? Wow, you guys are going to hell!" And then he's, he's like, calling Dom Dommy is all old Dom. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, he's like, and like, there's a bit where they're fighting, and like, he's got him down, and he like pulls a tooth out, and he's like, just like calls him a butthole, throws it at him, and it's like, it's brilliant. He's fantastic. I like him. No notes. Yeah, like, and he's there, like, and like I said, he's like really like campy. There's a bit where he like, I think it's right at the end where he's like stood up 
like looking at the dam and he like mm. jumps off the the platform and he like does this like ballet move where mm. he like pushes his chest out and his arms and like does yeah. a little jump and it's just like he is electric yeah he's like even when he he shows up at like the race of brazil and he's like i'm dante or shante like <laughs> yeah he's, exactly you know, he's got his like nails painted and he's like resting on like the guns and like he's you know when he's like he's like stroking the guns mm -hmm. yeah he's yeah. like it yeah. feels like they just went uh go crazy yeah go do we want like he's amazing very, the bit that was very heath ledger was when uh vin diesel's like punching him he's laughing yeah and he's laughing and i was like but like it it was it didn't it was like sometimes you can be like oh you're trying too hard mm. it, it didn't feel like that like it was he didn't know this felt like natural to momoa yeah. he was um, he was like I, I called this a 10 out of 10 at the start and i loved every minute of it we've spent a lot of time picking it apart and being like <laughs> well this is the thing this They're is like, the thing. Well, this, like, um, this is notice in any conversation i've had with you i have never told you how i feel about this film no you haven't no and that's because i didn't want to take anything away from you seeing it and yeah. because i'm not into this Are you <laughs> not? that much no 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 i i, I am to I, feel, a... I did get that impression from you yeah this for this one there's too many so we always rate things on a fast and furious like sort of scale and if we say fast five is like the peak of fast and furious fast right? five or six are yeah five, like if yeah. they're the best of it like that's how we judge it you know like and for me like obviously i love nine nine was, was... i've i came out of the cinema and said i enjoyed nine more than this one yeah so i liked it less than nine and you know like just as you said like my favorite like is five and then it's six like they are the best two they're the peak of it and yeah. then tokyo drift tokyo drift because like there is a lot of bad acting like the lead actor is a bad actor yeah it's but, like, it's fun. <laughs> like it's at the same time you know like you know th that film needs an impact of like every time me and you like call each other like yeah we, that's our opening we open with like drift and donkey kong like we do that stuff like wabaki, wabaki like we do that like so yeah. it's made a lasting impression on us like because it's not a bad film like it is still a fun film um and then you have like stuff like f9 which is it, it kind of become what we wanted like we wanted to go to space we wanted like the ludicrousy of it all and we got it in that one whereas this one are you saying this one wasn't ludicrous enough not not enough but like yeah, so, so for example like I do I think, think there's an argument for that. Yeah, but but so even like when you follow the plot lines of like nine, like it's interesting when you follow in Tej and Roman, like they go and they find the Tokyo Drift guys and they take a car to space. You know, like it's still interesting to follow those guys, whereas in this one it's not. Like, you know, I think the introduction of Ames and Tess, who doesn't who don't get a ton of screen time, but they get enough. And it's like, I don't think either of them are good. Um like even the plot line with Dom isn't as strong as his plot line in nine. Like Dante is like leaps and bounds better than any villain we've ever had. Like he's fantastic. Um But like even like some of the set pieces, like not even just set pieces, like to me, a lot of this movie was just CGI. Like the backgrounds. Like the backgrounds was just like sort of weirdly bad CGI. 
And that was a bit where he, uh, Dom, is going to uh, see Rat Girl where she lives, mm. and it looked like a painting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it. Like it's so much like bad CGI. Like, and we know from like when the budget came out, there was 340 million. It said it was because like Vin Diesel, had, I think, had given himself a pay rise, like as a producer or something, and. That also like the growing cast was causing like a lot of like problems like financially to that but also vin kept changing and we know it's from justin lynn as well like accident like vin kept changing scenes like whole brand new sequences like they'd have a, a big massive action set piece which vin would just randomly scrap on the day and get them to write a new one you know like so there's probably times where like that's probably where the budget went um but like, you can see it in the CGI because they probably didn't have enough time afterwards to like fix that stuff. Like the CGI in, in a lot of this isn't great, um, and it was, and we didn't have that problem in like nine, eight, seven, any of them. You know, like it's just this one, and it's distracting. Um, but yeah, like I don't dislike this movie. Like this movie is still good. It's still fun. Like I, I would give this movie a six out of ten. Like that's on my Fast and Furious scale. You know, like it's above average. You're down on it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like what I like. I left the cinema like on the day, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, not like it's not what I thought." Like the trailers were so good. The trailers are fantastic. Um, and F nine was such a like a thrill ride. But like, I didn't get that coming out of this. Maybe I will in, in like Fast Ten Part Two. You know, but like, um. I still love the family. I'm still like all in on this franchise, but it's just like, it was just, this wasn't as good as I had hoped. And it wasn't as good as some of his predecessors. Um, but there's a lot to like, still love in this, like Jacob and Dante, like, you know, they are the highlights of this movie for me. Um, but yeah, like I'm not super high on it. Um, but I'm still excited for the next one. You know, I still trust that they'll give me like, oh, I love, I've, yeah, I'm on a completely different plane to you. I loved yeah. it. Like because, but I think half of that is that like uh, Brie Larson did work for me. Mm. Um, and again, I just want to say like I'm not Brie Larson hate. I like Brie Larson. I, I like Captain Marvel. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, no, not for you, but for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Brie Larson worked for me. Uh, Ames felt like a dumb character, but then this whole universe is full of dumb characters. Again, the thing is, again, like, he, like, even a villain, like Hobbs was the villain, uh, sort of a villain in Fast Five. He is charismatic. He brings something to it. Like, he's an entertaining character. I don't think Ames is an entertaining character, which is the difference. But, like, I think that's, I mean, really, it's only been two years since the last one. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's not really a very long time to put a film like this together. I don't think. But they, they did, like, so Fast 5 came in 2011, Fast 6 came out in 2013, and then Fast 7 came in 2015. That's with Paul's death, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, but those films are not as, they're not try. they weren't trying to do what this film's trying to do. No. Like, this film, it feels like it's setting up. Like, they've never, to be fair, they've never done this. They've never done, no. like, the first of a two-parter. Um, no. So I kind of, I I think like, because ultimately, like, I don't think like two part films 
are like it doesn't they don't really work like i don't think there are many and there aren't many examples of it working well and you think of you think of like the original star wars trilogy those films feel like films in themselves but part of trilogies if that makes sense mm. so the first film obviously feels pretty tied up you have empire strikes back which again is probably the closest example of the first of a two-parter um back then but and it but like even then like it could it's just it's its own film like it's got a hopeful ending um you've got infinity war which is sort of the best example of it i uh, something that i don't think is a good example of a like i don't think deathly hallows part one feels quite right as its own film no i don't like deathly hallows part one you know what I mean? It's like sort it's of meanders. Like it yeah. doesn't know really what. It's, like I think if you're gonna watch a film, like if you're just gonna think, oh, I'm gonna watch um, a Harry Potter film, that's probably the last one you're putting on. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you're not. Like, and it's not. I don't even think it's necessary. Like I don't think it's necessarily a bad film, but it just like it's like very rarely are you gonna pick out a random episode of a TV show you want to watch. That's mm, very weird. Yeah. yeah. You know, no one's going to think, oh, I want to watch, like, unless, unless it's like one of those self contained mm. shows, a bit like it's a sitcom, or if you're watching, like, I don't know, South Park Family Guy, they're all self contained, aren't they? But you're not going to go, <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch Succession. I'll just put on uh, season two, episode three, or whatever. You mm. might, because Succession is amazing. But at the same, but you mm. know what I mean? Like, you're very rarely. So I think that's kind of. I think this is suffering from that a little bit in that it's like it's trying to be the start of something but mm -hmm. it hadn't it doesn't it hasn't had the talent that like Infinity War had like Infinity War was masterfully done but even then after like coming out of Infinity War despite it being overwhelmingly positive like the reception there were people going I didn't even see the Hulk in this film mm -hmm. yeah. do you know what I mean there were people being like oh I didn't get that like why did why did all these characters not do anything and it's mm -hmm. like and that's with like probably the people that are the best at writing that sort of thing whereas this has kind of just become like a cinematic universe he's decided this is where he wants it to go which again is mm -hmm. fair enough but it's also like you gave yourself two years from when the last one came out so in reality mm -hmm. I reckon this is, pro uh, this is probably 18 months worth of work on top of that like so you've written from scratch with no real ideas of what you're doing. Um, you've had a director leave. And so you've had to do like rewrites and a different director come in. And I, like you say, I think the original script had Hobbs in it. I think it did. And you're Well, like, the director as well, like the other day he was talking about, it, he said like, so he said when he got on the plane to come <coughs> over and start writing it, um, he said like on the plane, they wanted to change the third act. So he, he rewrote the third act on the plane over. And once he got here, he said, like, they wanted the second act change in. And then he's like, well, I had to just rewrite the entire thing because, like, it no longer worked. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, so it fit, like, it's been put together very quickly. And I think that's why a lot of the CG doesn't really work. Um, so I kind of give it a lot of, like, I think that's just, a, like, a bit of context as to why it might not have worked for you. Um, well, I, I, no, it doesn't not work for me because of it's the first part in the two part. I don't mind that. Like, like I said, for me, like the biggest problems are like 
the in New Counts introduced weren't very good. It was like the plot lines of kind of a consequence of it being first and like at this point you shouldn't really be introducing new characters. I don't mind that even I just think I I do think if Brie Larson like was charismatic. Like even little little nobody's in this, and he has far more charisma in the scenes that he's in than Brie Larson does. I don't like, see this, and this is what I mean. That I think that like that role, little nobody could have just done that role. Um, yeah, like there was no need. Like, but he wanted Brie Larson in there, and I kind of think the same with the Rat Girl. Like, like so, there's no need for it. Um, I get introducing new villains. You think of Infinity War, mate? How many new characters are there in that film? Right, you know, it's the combination of like everything that came before, right? Like, you know, you got the new villains in the films. Like, how many new Thanos characters is, are? Like Thanos, Thanos is like, and his cronies, is, is, yeah, and his cronies you know? are massively underdeveloped. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I it's for me, like I said, I I like this movie. I do like this movie. It's you know, but even like the action stuff, like, I don't think the action stuff is as for me as thrilling as like they start this movie off by showing you like the best Fast and Furious movie has ever been with the vault stuff in, in Brazil, like from Fast Five. Like, yeah. you know, the stuff, the, the action set pieces in Five and Six are incredible. Like, even Seven. I, like, I don't really like Seven. In nine are amazing as well, to be fair. Yeah, like, and then this one, I, I do... It's really good. Yeah, like, I don't think it's as good. Like, I think the bolder bomb scene is the highlight of it, of, like, the action stuff. Um... But that's like within the first half hour of the movie. Like the rest of it then is like, you you never go back to that sort of height. Like even like right at the end where like, you know, you got all the, the the car chase on the on the bridge and like Vin taking down the helicopters and then coming off of the dam. Like the scene where he go he's going through the dam, the fire chasing him, and he hits the nose and, you know, they go through like show like his arms and all that. Like that's really cool. Like obviously harkens back to like old movies as you said before. Um, that's cool. But like. In terms of the action set pieces, which is like Fast and Furious' bread and butter at this point, is like incredible action scenes, like far fetched but incredible nonetheless. Um, they didn't work for me as well as the past ones did. So, like, for me, it's like it was almost there. You almost did what I needed you to do, but you didn't do it. Like, um, and again, like I said, I, I like Brie Larson as an actress, I think she's incredibly talented. Like, I really like her a lot. Like, so I was disappointed in her role, and you know, I was disappointed how they underuse me and like the, the the stuff with like me and you love Roman. We love him. Like we we think he's incredible. We love Han. Like and those characters didn't get to do much. They met Shaw. They ran into Shaw again. That, that was the whole point of their story. And like Shaw's there for five minutes, and then goes, "But like, oh, I gotta go and rescue my mum." Like that's that's it. Like he's it's so. Like, that stuff is so pointless, you know, like, um, yeah, I'm just disappointed, like, I don't know. What's funny is, like, I was listening to um, Vin speak again the other day, or Michelle Rodriguez spoke the other day, and they were like, oh, what do you think about it being a third, like, Fast 10? She's like, oh, well, I didn't know that until Vin said it. <laughs> like, yeah. when Vin blurted it out, like, that was the first anybody knew of it, apparently. What like, it feels cast. like, mate, is it feels like... <laughs> It feels like there's someone at Universal, like like us, who loves these films, right? And they watch the test screening, and when they're on the high afterwards, they were like, "They just make this a flipping trilogy, man." Mm -hmm. Well, that's and, what Vin said, like, didn't he? Like he said that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I wonder if it's just yeah. like been said, and now 
he's like gone okay that's that's it you've mm-hmm. said it we're doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah he also said in the interview the other day he was like he's developing the spin-offs like he's writing them he said and he said uh one of them is the all-female one it sounds like that's the first one um and it's funny because at the premiere like breed like when she was asked like what she wants from the franchise she said oh wouldn't it be cool if like we all like all the 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 powerful women in these like movies got together and like did a movie like so i think like i think he's asked brie to be in that like all female one but again i think is i think if you're doing an all-female one and it's gonna be brie gal michelle like emmanuel like there's gonna be all these people i think it'll be very very odd considering that this franchise is all about family that you don't have the rest of the family embark on wherever that mission or adventure is you know like that's a weird choice i think he also then said as well that he was like stood with um jordana brewster and michelle rodriguez and he said that he's gonna make a toretto's spin-off like what you know what i mean like this you can't spin off what the whole thing's about right like and he said like you know he's he's, you know he's like he's stood there and he's like oh it's the iconic franchise it's iconic family like i'll do a you know we will be in a movie we'll do a movie together like spin-off movie and i'm like why (laughs) like what all your ideas that you're coming up with is bad like you know and like because it's gonna end with fast 10 part three or part two right because i even questioned three like this movie costs 340 million to make it probably needs to make over 800 million to start to become profitable like if this loses money because the last one lost money for universal a little bit if this one loses money again i don't see them being like yeah we'll do two more of this we'll continue to lose like possibly hundreds of millions of dollars on those movies you know like i don't know i yeah like he's this is supposed to be the end of like the fast saga this is supposed to be the end start of the end the end of the road begins as he puts it um and it's like but it's not going to be like if he does finish it with 10 part 2 or 10 part 3 and then does a toretto spin-off like this is this isn't done like you know you i don't know i don't think these films are never done no like again i'm not down on this film i like i'm not in love with it like there's things that like don't work for me but i still like it like i said like six out of ten like that means i think it's decent you know like it's just not as good as like so my fast and furious rankings like is you can see this on my letterbox if you want but like my number one is um fast five two is fast six three is tokyo four is f9 five is probably this six is the fast and the furious seven is the fate of the furious like these names are terrible eight is uh fast and furious i think what the fourth one yeah nine nine is what have i missed pev like right so yeah 11 11 for me is hobbs and shaw then it's too fast too furious but i feel like i've missed the movie because i'm missing a ninth one 
What if I? Oh, Fast Seven. Fast Seven. Yeah, I don't like Fast Seven that much. Like, so that that's my rankings. What's your rankings of the Fast and Furious films now? I need to get them all up. Um. Uh. So, at number one, I I can never remember if I prefer five or six. Is six the you, one where they fly out the plane? No, that's seven. Oh, okay. Uh, six is the one on the bridge, like with the tank. Uh, I don't know. Uh, five, five, and six interchangeable is one and two. Mm. Um, I'd probably go nine after that. Right. Uh. See, I like Tokyo Drift, but I would actually watch 10 before I watch that. So I'd put mm. 10, uh, then probably uh, 7 after that, 8 after that, then Drift. Mm -hmm. Then second one, mm -hmm. then first one, and then the fourth one, Rock Bottom. The Which fourth one to me... Oh, Hobson Shaw. <sighs> I don't know. Probably just I above the film. I didn't dislike yeah. Hobson Shaw. You know. Yeah. Oh, we 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 haven't spoken about him. the The post credit scene was perfect. <laughs> it was really the good. Like it's it the fact that like he's like you know, um, he he repeats the line from when he says to Vin in Fast Six, right? He's like, criminal, some bitch. Nice. He's like, you know, I, w I wasn't hiding, you know, like, which is what Vin says to him, obviously, in Fast Six. Then he says, like, like what does he say? He says, come get me, you some bitch or, or yeah, something. Like, I'm like, if it was the perfect lines that they gave him, you know, like, it, it was, it was beautiful, you know, um, I'm happy that The Rock is back. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he would have come back if Black Adam didn't bomb and he had all no. the negative press about the maniac egotist that he was. You yeah. know? I think you're um, right. Yeah. Also, I just want... Uh, if I could be bothered to mm. go back and find the clip, I'm fairly sure I called this. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, you, uh, you seem to be thinking he would come back. I said, I think we'll get to the end of this one. All hope will be lost. And then I might have even said post credit scene. <laughs> they did say as well that uh, it came out like through the trades. I think that they filmed this a couple of weeks before the movie came out. So this was really last minute that they did this. Yeah. And I think I, you can I, tell because like, you know, when the movie ends and it's like Vin at the bottom of the dam. Yeah. Like it, it's supposed to end there, but you move to the gal scene, which felt like the post credit scene. Like... Yes, and I, think I, agree they, with I think they moved that up then because they had the rock one, you know, yeah. like, um, but I'm very excited to see him back. Like, it's not it's not lost on me that he has very, very negative press and a financial bomb on his hands. And he goes back to two franchises that people loved him in, in Moana and uh, and Fast and yeah. Furious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, it's like, yeah, it's it's dumb not to. Do you know what I mean? It's... Oh yeah, I love that he's coming back. You know, like yeah. this. You know, at, at times it felt like it was never going to happen. Like the, the relationship was too far gone, and 
You know who we to thank for this? Who? James Gunn. Mm-hmm. The hierarchy of the DC universe did change. You know? Yeah. But uh, no, um, I'm very excited for Fast 10 Part 2. At this point, you should just, if they, they are going to do a trilogy, they just should just call it Fast 11 and then the last one, Fast 12. You know, it feels silly. Just like, this it. wasn't marketed as Fast X Part 1, was it? No, it was just Fast X. Yeah, Fast 10. So, so I think I think it probably will be Fast 11. If they are going to commit to a 12, I think they should. If they aren't going to do it, then I wouldn't mind it being Fast 10 Part 2, I suppose. Um, but yeah, is there any closing thoughts you have on Fast 10 or the Fast franchise? I love it. It's a beautiful mess. Mm. This is the worst film I've ever seen. It's a 10 out of 10, and I loved every minute of it. Fair enough. <laughs> like, we'll be back in two years for the next one. Like, and I can't wait. I'll be counting down the days. I don't know what. I, I can't believe I've got to wait that long. But the, this wait didn't feel that long. No, it didn't. It was, it was pretty quick. Like, you know, when we spoke, we obviously me and you have been counting down to it, like, for ages. But uh, every time we go closer, we can't believe it's only a month away. We can't believe it's only two weeks away. Like, it, it really did come up on us pretty quick. Yeah. Um, they played a trailer before uh, this film for The Meg 2. <laughs> right. I've not seen The Meg 1. Um, right. But The Meg 2 looked like it had the true spirit of Fast and Furious. I don't know if you saw that trailer. I haven't seen the second trailer. I have seen The Meg before. Um, it's a Megalodon. Like, um, yeah, the Meg 2 trailer. Let me tell you, I was watching it and I was like, they've got the secret sauce. <laughs> you you want to get into the Meg franchise now? I think so. I think this is a whole <laughs> world that I'm missing out on. Is this the trailer for this for this Meg film? I just I want you to watch it and tell me what you think because right. It really had everything. And it yes. might be just because I'm like, oh, it's Deckard Shaw. Maybe that's yeah. what. I but, didn't like um, the Meg one, by the way. So. Well, no. I, I've never had any inkling to watch it. I'm pretty it made sure a lot of money, though. It made 500 million. Yeah, like, I've never seen... I, I think I've seen, like, trailer. It never did anything for me, but this one... Mm -hmm. It was like... Put it this way. It looked like it was taking the mick out of itself. Yeah, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Which is the secret source. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Vin Diesel, who's very unaware that every takes the piss out of these movies. I don't know if he is not aware, though. He's definitely not aware. He's in his own world, Pev. He's like, he is. I don't know. Why would you lean? Like, he must know the family thing's a meme. Otherwise, why would you lean? I think so no. Like, the way he talks about it in interviews, he, like, generally thinks people love it for the, these reasons. What? For like, literally the family values. Yeah. We love it because it's hilarious that he doesn't yeah. shut up about family. You, you listen to any of them, you listen to Cena, Michelle, like any of them, they all say, like, it's ridiculous, you don't apply logic, and it's about fun and action. You listen to Vin talk about it, and he talks about it like he created, I don't know, like he wrote all the Dune books or something. It's funny, though, because I was talking, again, I was talking to my mates last night on uh, while we were playing Xbox, and it was like, I had to, I was like, Vin Diesel didn't want to come back after the first one. No. He he wasn't great. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, he wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. He was done. And then it, it's not until the end of Tokyo Drift that you see him. And mm -hmm. he's kind of just taken control of this. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like executive producer, everything. Yeah, like he's like like I said, he's would have kept changing the scripts and stuff for this one. Like he has like immense power when it comes to this franchise. Yeah, but I wouldn't want it any other way. No, we you wanted him to direct this when like Lynn left. You know, I think he basically did. If I'm honest, probably the the guy who did this one is directing ten part two. By the way, yeah, I'm so. hoping Vin Diesel. Uh directs the third one i really don't want Vin Diesel. Really. there's a video i saw of like he's at like the group uh the group the guardians premiere and there's a kid and he shouts out vin vin and he goes what what and he goes family like this kid shouts family mm-hmm. and he puts his hands up and like in Groot's voice says family like that mm-hmm. it's like yeah. he's aware he's got yeah. a bit I don't know. I don't think he is. Like he's the way he talks about it. It's like that's like I told you about the clip where like Brie like she's shooting the scene where Dom gives her the cross necklace. And like she breaks character and goes, like, oh my god, like this is one of the most iconic like props in film history. And like Vin is there, like s- like smug with a gr- big grin on his face. Like what was it? They, <laughs> they talk about like the garage, like the Toretto garage, is one of the most iconic like movie locations in film history. Like they generally like, yeah, but they're not. So no. that, that, for me, yeah, it is. Like if there was like a Fast and Furious exhibition, I'd be there. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. But like they're not iconic. Like, I don't no. really know what the Toretto garage looks like. I couldn't tell you. I can kind of tell you what it looks like. You know, it looks like a generic garage. Like the thing that, the thing that really, the the truly iconic thing, is the uh, black. Uh, is it a Dodge? Dodge Charger, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the icon, that's the iconic thing from this franchise, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, maybe the cross necklace. Yeah, but that's like Did they the treat cross- that as a big deal every it, movie. You know what the cross necklace feels like? It's be- you know, like the dice in Solo and Last Jedi. Mm. Like it felt like Lucasfilm really wanted them to become iconic. They wanted them to become Dominic Toretto's cross. Yeah, but that's kind of what it feels like with this cross. Like it's like I'm being told it's iconic. Yeah, but in every movie they do make a big deal about the cross. Like it is in all of them. <laughs> like it is. Like even like in the early movies, like he puts it on like Letty's neck and stuff. You know, like, and then it, it obviously in this one, like she puts it on his. You know, like. Did we ever see them get married? Yeah, we did. We did. I I need to rewatch them because. Uh... I forgot how utterly hilarious he looked. Yeah, yeah, he's in like white trousers <laughs> and a white vest off, like. <laughs> and there's a bit at the beginning where they're like in bed cuddling, and he's wearing jeans and a white tank top, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm mm. just like in pajamas, and he's in jeans. <laughs> yeah, and then like she goes and puts a necklace on him. Yeah, icon, iconic. I loved it. I loved it. No notes. No notes. We spoke, we've been recording for nearly two hours. Mm. And yeah, and we pretty much blew past everything else, like, in minutes. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a discussion as in-depth as we have about this film. And I think that says something. That says a lot about us, yeah. I think so. I think so. Not about the film, but about us as people. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm fully... I'm I'm fully paid-up member of... Um, Vin, uh, Vin Diesel's uh, Dominic Toretto's car cult I think 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'd I'd be there, man. You know. I think I'm really beginning to like. I'm really beginning to like. I'm really beginning to drink Vin's Kool Aid. You know. I thought you were going to say yeah, I'm really starting to drink Coronas. <laughs> like, that's I, right, did, I did buy some Corona. I wanted a Corona in there, right? I didn't mm. sell out. Nice. I yeah. So I'd be because of the family. Yeah, I bought some Coronas yesterday, and um, I forgot how delicious Corona was on a hot, sunny day. So there's that. Yeah, I'm not a much of a drinker. I'm not a beer man anyway. You know, so. But I do. I will drink it in honor of, of Big Vin and the family. You we know, we we'll love it. I've got an interesting news story. I just want to send you. Um, I don't know if we need to mention it. Um, it is Fast and Furious related. I'll just put it in the Discord chat. I have seen this before, yes. Yeah, I have seen this before. Yeah, it was the Eva Mendez stamp double. Yeah. Yeah, Google that, guys. Um, that's it. I don't know when we're back. Well, we said we'd be back next week or whatever, like when the succession Ted last. Oh, yeah, we'd rather that back for that. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. exciting. We come back for that and not like Star Wars. But also, I haven't, we're not Star I haven't Wars watched either of those yet this week. I don't know what you just said. I haven't watched either of those yet this week. Both are beautiful. Both are beautiful. I don't doubt it. I did see that Pep Guardiola had a cameo, though. And he did. He I did. Call, I called it. He did. Yeah, they they did make a big deal about it, you know? Um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Ted Lasso, you know, doing what Arsenal couldn't. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't want to just shut up. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Crypto enthusiasm.